0: You're listening to Live from My Mother's Basement with me, Mike Marino. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Live from My Mother's Basement. I'm sorry I'm late. Uh, it wasn't my fault. My guest pulled one of those things where I'm in traffic or some shit like that. Go <laughs> figure. We're in Los Angeles. Is there traffic? You know funny funny? Now that I didn't think about it, Before we get into this, they're saying so many people are leaving Los Angeles because of the pandemic and the crime and the crazy shit. And then you feel like going, well, when are they going to leave? Because there's still traffic all the time. Anyway, I'm happy to be here in Los Angeles tonight in my place in North Hollywood, California, with my great guest. Who I couldn't wait to have on the show, because we've been talking about having you here for, I guess, a year now. Yeah, you've been all over the, the world. Yeah, but I, I haven't had time to uh, come and make this happen, but this is Leo. And I'm going to say your last name wrong and your first name incorrectly, too. So why don't you go ahead and tell everybody so, what your real name is, the whole thing. It's
1: uh, Leandro Fabian Dotavio Martinez. Holy shit. I didn't even know there was a martinez. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. My mom, Colombian and Italian. She's uh, both. My parents are part Italian, but of course, you know, I once you're at all. What's your last name's Italian? You're Italian, right? You know what I mean, it doesn't matter really where you're from. And uh, so, sure enough, uh, my answers are from Milano, Milano, Italy, up north. But uh, yeah, I was on the Bachelor. My name is Leandra Tavio or Leo. I go by Leo Tavio in like the press and stuff. And uh, I was on the Bachelorette. Couple years ago, but now I, I've been doing comedy for a while. I was, uh, I oh, some, we're gonna get you know, into all of that,
0: that, man. We're gonna right now, I want to break this down about the name because yeah. I always thought your name was Leonardo, mm-hmm. that's the typical, let's say, Italian name, Leonardo, right? And they cut that down and it's Leo, mm-hmm. but you say
1: Leandro, Leandro, yes, had that happen. It's a it's a very typical Argentinian. Thing. Is it? Oh, yeah. it's Argentinian. It's Argentinian now, uh, but uh, of course, forty percent of Argentina is Italian. So basically, my my great my grandfather, my grandfather on my dad's side, was from Milano, Italy. So he immigrated to during the World War World War Two. He immigrated from Italy to Argentina, where my dad was born. And my, when my dad was seven years old, he went to New York City with that great my grandfather. And that's where he was raised in Astoria, New, New York, and basically grew up with Italians, going on the Feast of San Gennaro, something like that. So I used to go to the one that was out here, of course. But uh, that Leandro was kind of like a mix of an Italian and, a, and an Argentinian name. It's very popular for the Italian Argentinians.
0: I think it's great. <clears throat> it makes you uh, stand out and special, Leon. I almost feel like I can't say it because I'm so geared to say... Leonardo. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, it's Leandro. There's a there's a city in uh, by Oakland, San Leandro. It's got like a million people in California. But yeah, Leandro. Let's see if you. But yeah, that's uh, my real name. But I go by Leo because I just I got that you know playing sports and stuff. They give you a nickname. No, it. I would keep it the whole name.
0: Fabio, I'd say the
1: whole name. You're right, man. I should keep it. Leandro yeah. Tavio.
0: Take your time. Let milk that shit because yeah. not everybody has that name, especially here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like a Los Angelino to me. Especially when us New Jersey, New York, people come over here, we look at him and like, well, he must be from the city. <laughs> and he's not. So that's great. And and how do you say your last name? Dotavio. Dotavio. Yeah. Doltavio. Dottavio. Yeah. Real Italian. There are a lot of Italians in Argentina. Yeah. I know in my family history, mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why back in the day our family lost touch with everybody because mm-hmm people who came to the united states lost touch with the people who went to argentina mm-hmm. and then the people who went to toronto canada everybody just dispersed and nobody knew where anybody was yeah. because there was no such thing as social media media right. excuse mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and and a way to get in touch with somebody mm-hmm. unless you came to these days and you do ancestry.com mm-hmm. and that's where i started finding family on my mother's side that went to argentina of course and then you start finding out that you got cousins and friends uh, cousins and aunts and uncles that you had no idea
1: were even alive yeah and uh you wish you got to know them and well, you kind of course. can't you know it's a shame social media today there's definitely some negative stuff but that, that's a great so for the italians i mean god damn it you know i've uh, i only got my immediate family out here which is kind of sad but I'm, my sisters i have two sisters myself we're gonna have more kids because I want a big Italian family. If I don't, You know, it's going to suck if it's not like a, a big family. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: It's funny you say that. I mean, I have no kids, so I don't know mm-hmm. who's going to carry on the Marino tradition. Yeah, we're the same. Because uh, I have a brother who has two, nie- two daughters, mm-hmm. so eventually their name is going to change from Marino yeah. unless they keep it and insist, which would be good for the uncles. Mm-hmm. And my older brother, he has no kids either, so this is it. Shit. I'm going to have to adopt some kids and say, look, just go be an actor.
1: <laughs> Wait, Marino ends with you and Dottavio ends with me if we don't have kids? If we don't have sons. Well, that's it, yeah. Well, well, we, need to, we need to figure this out, gonna have Mike. Kid, we're going to have to kidnap
0: some some people.
1: Yeah, exactly. Make this happen. So where were you born? I was born in Los Angeles, Cedar Sinai. So, right See, there. that's so wild because I remember when I first
0: came to California, I'm going back and forth. It's 30 years now. That's why I have this place so long. and mm-hmm. This is a great area. I'm happy with it.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I so.
0: never I never met anybody from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Everybody that I met was from someplace else. And, and I don't mean just New York, New Jersey. I mean all around the world. Right, And, then, and now all of a sudden I'm meeting somebody who I think, wow, man, he's definitely got to be from the city. He's <laughs> like, no, I'm from here. <laughs> what? Because, yeah. you know, the misconception is everybody that we're going to meet in Los Angeles is from Malibu. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have blonde hair and they're going to go surfing. Mm-hmm. And that was
1: a Californian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's how the movies made it seem like that. But yeah, I was uh, born in Studio City, maybe uh, 10 minutes from here, in the valley, in the valley. That is made popular by a lot, like the Valley Girl movie and all that, and like in uh, Karate Kid, takes place in the valley and stuff. So it's I liked it because it was kind of like a slower-paced version of, you know, downtown L.A. or Hollywood and stuff like that, and a good place to grow up. Played a lot of baseball, played baseball growing up. It's a great uh, center for like developing a lot of major leaguers and a lot of, uh, talent from this area. But yeah, it was fucking, it was great. man. I'm, I'm from LA. I can tell you anything you want to know, man. Just ask.
0: Oh, we're going to ask these questions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think it's funny that, you know, this whole stereotypical thing about what an LA person's supposed to look like. He yeah. is the complete opposite. Yet he is the real deal. The and I right. like studio city. Yeah, I've great. always been in the Valley. Mm-hmm. Because when I was coming here from New Jersey, uh, everybody was saying the actors live in North Hollywood and you pursue your career in Hollywood. Yeah. Like it would be Hoboken on the East Coast. That's mm. where you live and you pursue your career in Manhattan, mm. which is a subway ride away mm. because you couldn't afford to live in Manhattan, but you could afford to live on the Jersey side. It's not that way anymore. Now you got to be rich no matter where you live. Yeah. I was going to say, how, what's Hoboken like now? probably so expensive it's very expensive it's like a small city and
1: it's and it's gorgeous now you said you spent time there yeah yeah new york oh yeah i would go every single summer for uh my basically since i was since i can remember so i would always go spend some winters there too didn't like that being a californian man i mean you get accustomed to the 70 degrees <laughs> <clears throat> i uh, i get fr- <laughs> i was frozen in new york around christmas time but yeah, been there many times. I love man. I love a story, honestly. You know, I like. I think New York's got cooler stuff, like the cigar lounges. The uh, you know, the city has so much like uh, the grit and like it's it's special. Yeah, it's a you take energy from that city, and it's amazing. But I don't know if I could live there, man. It's so noisy. I lo- I love Manhattan probably the most though. I think Manhattan's incredible. I think the women in New York are beautiful. They're all walkers, you know well you kind of have to be now, you got nowadays it, yeah. going down in
0: the subway is dangerous taking a cab will yep. cost you a fortune if you take mm-hmm. an Uber in Manhattan you're taking your life into your hands Yeah. Man. so I mean when I was cutting my teeth as an actor in New York around mm-hmm. 16 17 years old I knew the subway system like the back of my hand and I knew how to jump over a turnstile and not pay and and cruise, and now I would never go down to the subway. I'd be petrified.
1: Mm-hmm. And I always
0: thought that I was really good at it, too. I'm like, oh, there's the double R. Let's go. You know, I'm late, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, forget it. I ain't going anywhere near there. It's too much Too much crime. Yeah, too New many York's people crazy. getting pushed on the tracks. Yeah. And I don't think I would remember. Right. I remember when I came to California, the first thing I was taught was <laughs> get a Thomas guide. It yeah. that big book you used My to open yeah. while you were driving, and it yeah. taught you how to get around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, everything is done in the phone, like uh, this interview. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're growing up here in California, but this is the valley, Yeah, which is a lot different than uh, California, because yeah. to me, California is Ventura, San Diego, mm-hmm. maybe San Francisco. Mm-hmm. This was always Los Angeles, <laughs> and um, I was here because of the career, not because I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of my friends from back east who are not in show business who moved to California they went to uh, San Diego La Jolla places like that where the east coast people would watch television and that's when you thought oh look everybody goes surfing Mm -hmm. which I wish I could do I mean I've I've never tried it that's why as a
1: California guy Mm -hmm. doesn't even Surf I and mean, I go swim. I go swim in the ocean, you know, dive under the waves a couple of times. You know, it gets you know, you get sand all over the place. You know, you do it once, it's cool. Oh, he definitely yeah. looks like a yeah, you know. beach guy. Yeah, I, I, I like the pools. You know, pools are cool. <laughs> Lay out by the pool, going to do a couple laps. That's, you know, more yeah. of thing. But now, yeah, everybody that uh, most people that live here end up not going to the beach that often because it's something that you are like, yeah, that's where everybody that goes that is, uh, An out-of-towner and they're gonna be annoying, you know. All the tour, we'll see all the tourists and lost people. Well, I
0: have some friends that live up in the Pacific Palisades and they live in Malibu, and those beaches really are
1: gorgeous. Oh, you do you gotta see, okay, go further south to Laguna? Laguna Beach has the one of the probably the nicest beach in the United States. Right. If you wanna see a beach, it's crystal clear blue water in between like rock formations. It looks like the south of France. I, I'll, I'll uh, we'll, we can check out some pictures, but uh, it's called Three Arches Beach. I think it's a private beach. You can get in there, she she was uh, shaking her head. But yeah, it's incredible. You gotta go. You gotta go. I might have to visit that. They um, got a big Italian uh, population down there. Like, like a good little community of Italians in uh, down there by Laguna. Well, speaking of the Italian family, so your family's
0: from Naples, Italy, on, uh, Milano, Milan, mm-hmm. Milan.
1: <laughs> And uh, so how many brothers and sisters you have here in Los Angeles? I got two sisters, and they're both right. not married in their 30s. So if any Italian guys out there they are looking for girls, hey, they're both very beautiful, all right? They might be a little crazy, but what do you want? You're They're Italian, you know
0: yeah, what I mean? you gotta pick your fights.
1: You gotta pick your fights. Beautiful, they're crazy, but they are really nice girls, and they can cook, you know? I know that's important, you know? And, uh, but yeah, if you're looking for something, send me a, a message. Then we could get something going. Then the thirties, they gotta, they gotta have grandkids soon. And so where are you going. in the food chain? I'm in the middle. So, so you I got, got an, an older sister. I got younger. an older sister. I'm 35. I got, I got a th- older sister. She looks very young and she's in great shape. So I'm, I'm sure she's got time. But yeah, she's got to find a husband quick. And then the younger sister's 32. And There's she's no hurry, man. Yeah, There's no hurry. They better hurry up. Well, they got. I mean, you know, a little bit, a little Did bit. Do they, of they hurry. all live with mom or you? Or? No, one lives with mom and the other one lives uh, on her own. Is your mother here in uh, Studio she's, City?
0: Yeah, she's living with my father. They're still together. That's fantastic. And I guess you don't live with them. No, no. I Shame don't on place. you. If I was 35, I'd live with my mother. In fact, if my mother was around today, I'd live with my mother. Get me out of here. I can't stand living on my own.
1: You, how do you bring chicks over to the basement? You just say, come on over and use the back door. All right. All right. Well, as long <laughs> as you could do that. As long as I, if I had a basement and I could bring chicks over, it was just my mother... Probably better, but my pops would come down and be like, "Get a job, you bum! <laughs> yeah. Get a fucking..." I don't know if we could say that, but get you a can, job. You can. You can say whatever you want. All right, cool. But All get right. a fucking job, you bum! You know. But my mom would just be like, "Do you want something? You want something to eat? You know how it is." Yeah. Um,
0: where I am in my in my world these days, if I was uh, at my house and my mother was alive and she was at the house and she offered at my date something to eat, I'd be like, "Yes, mom, we we both was right please go in the kitchen and start cooking
1: yeah i mean
0: i'm sure if i was in my 30s and my mother was around and she said does your date want something to eat i'm like mom would you get out of here no, that's, yeah, exactly. but now it's a whole different ballgame like yes we're very
1: hungry we Could cook let's hang out either talk. that or i would do the cooking and, and we got that, some food that we're gonna eat yeah, here today i was gonna say yeah my mom does make a great sausage sandwich
0: oh is that right oh yeah real italian oh, yeah. Yeah. you're gonna be disappointed <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so a nice Italian family here in Studio City, California. Mm-hmm. Um, well, why don't we go in and talk about uh, your career as a, a ball player? Because I noticed you noticed the Flatbush poster mm-hmm. as soon as you walked into my house. Yep. Let's do this real quick. My um, producer Tatiana came by today to help us make tonight's podcast successful. And uh, I think you would like a, some more coffee. I'd love, I'd love some more coffee. I yeah. can't really walk Thank away. Thank you but so much. We're going to ask that. Tatiana. Tatiana Blue Show, who produces this show every Tuesday night, normally at 8 o'clock when we're on the East Coast, at 5 o'clock here on the West Coast, make sure that this all happens just right. Does she do, and, it, has, she, should do it remotely when you're on the East Coast? Yeah, we talk over the phone and then uh, blah, blah, blah. And Thank you so much. Away we go. We were making some coffee tonight. God, I love coffee. And Tatiana and Leo are having their coffee black. Now that's not something that I would do. I have to have um, vanilla nut creamer and sugar, because I like it sweet. But
1: I guess to have a healthy coffee would be to just drink it black. Yeah, man, I mean, you listen, it's like one of those things you chip away at it one day. The first day it's gonna taste like shit, I understand that. But then the second day, you're like, eh, ah, whatever. And the third day, you're depressed anyway, so you drink it black and it, it tastes like shit, but you're like, fuck it. But then by the fifth and sixth day, you're like, I kind of like it now. It's like jet fuel. I think of it as just literally unleaded gasoline going into my system. Um,
0: <sighs> I don't know about so many different ethnic groups when it comes to coffee. Mm-hmm. Growing up Italian, we had espresso. Yeah, espresso. I, I, my dad used to do it after dinner. Yes. Like, same? Right after dinner. I could have that's a cup of coffee before I go to bed. I can have a cappuccino before I go to bed. Cappuccino Same. actually puts me to sleep. It's I weird, sleep yeah. to it. It's warm. <clears throat> it's comforting. It makes me think. Mm-hmm. And then I go right to sleep. God, that's, that's espresso, so funny. Yeah. We would have with a uh, piece of lemon. And, of course, um we have some snacks coming in. Oh, there we go. What did I put in my espresso? Oh, um. Anizette. Anizette. Or Zambuca. Yeah. Did you put that in there? Nah, we no. we do sometimes the uh, lemon peel. A little bit of that. The lemon peel, you rub it around the top of yeah, your the espresso. Top. It's fantastic. It is. But the shot of Anazette, the shot of Zambuca. Okay. Ah. Yeah, well, they, and then yeah. a cigar. A cigar, of course, of course, of course. I'm not really
1: a cigar guy. I think you're a cigar guy. Yeah, no, I'm a big cigar guy. Oh, I that like that right? uh, Yeah, man. I got a, a, a good spot in... Uh, on Melrose called V-Cut, solid. V-Cut? V-Cut, yeah. See, I saw Denzel there. I saw... Uh, Bill Burr comes in there every sa- uh, Saturday. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I'm going to have to go there. Uh, I never was place. really a
0: cigar guy. However, recently, because of touring, you get all these cigar aficionados come mm-hmm. out of the woodwork and say, hey, could you come by the cigar bar? Can yeah. you sit down? Can you hang out? Can you sign some autographs? If you want to do a show? Can you tell a couple of jokes? And before you know it, you got a boatload of free cigars, mm-hmm. which is okay, because I would give them to somebody like yeah, you. Exactly. Or I give them to somebody else. Um, what's really great is sometimes now I get to go to these cigar bars and for some reason or other there's somebody in there with a shitload of marijuana and mm-hmm. say, Well, if you don't like the cigar, would you like somebody's gummies? You'll <laughs> say, Yeah, you'll say, Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Especially before I have my cappuccino and my sandwich. Exactly. So, when you came over to the house tonight, yeah. I have a poster up there. And it's uh, Flatbush, and mm-hmm. it says, Them Bums, yep. which is a uh, replica of Emmett's Field in mm-hmm. Brooklyn. That was mm-hmm. given to me by the guy who painted that. Ah. So, that's actually a limited edition painting, and the guy, if you can see to the left, he autographed it. That's cool. And I think that happened after a show, I'm going to say almost 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And there's just a few of them, and I'm lucky enough to have it. And... uh yeah, that's the history of Emmett's
1: field. Ooh, my camera fell. So tell us about your baseball career. I mean, I, I was uh a really good uh college baseball player and I played bit. Uh, where'd you bit. go to school? I went to UCLA out of high school, played uh, there one year. I was it was one of the best recruiting classes ever and they were phenomenal. I was gonna be I was gonna ride the bench, but I made the team. So I decided to get out of there. So I went to uh, another a uh, Division Two called uh, Cal well, wait, State. Wait, wait, wait. What, is, what does that actually mean? You're going to ride the bench? Well, they would have, like, there were guys on that team. They were so deep. They were just good, talented people that you might just only hit, like, five times the whole year. Right. Or, like, 20 times. But, like, you know, the, the starters are getting, like, 200 at-bats. You'd be getting, like, maybe 10 times. Oh, you know, like, so they were, they were just so good. And they were, uh, and I went in with, uh, being recruited by one coach. And when I got, to, when I made the team, he was fired. So this new guy came in with his guys and it was, uh, it was Gary, uh, Adams. And then, uh, Savage came in to play, which his name was coach Savage. He took over and he was a pitching coach and I was kind of like a big hitter. And that was like average defensively, but I had a good arm and I uh, probably, if I would have focused on defense more, I would have had a chance to play more at uh, at, uh, at UCLA for sure. But I didn't have a, a really good position, and I was just uh, I would hit some massive home runs in batting practice, though, put it on a show. But yeah. So, what was your position on the field then? <clears throat> I would position? play a, no, no, I would play a right field and first base mostly. But then at the, at the uh, I went to a j- junior college for a couple of years, and then I went to a Division two. Because my goal was also just not to pay for school, so the uh, the I had some uh, <laughs> I had some uh, <clears throat> I had some offers from some D ones out of state, but if you don't if you know anything about colleges, out of state tuition is like three times the regular t- tuition. So like I had a fifty percent scholarship to UNLV, but they it was still like fifteen thousand a semester. Same thing at a, at a school in uh, Texas, but I ended up going to a Division two up north at, in in my own state in California. That was a very competitive. Uh, uh, league. In fact, we played some division ones and defeated and we beat Pacifica University. who's was a division one, but we played uh, and uh, you know, I did really well and I ended up doing, you know, just, I didn't get drafted to the major leagues, but I played one year professional like uh, it's called independent ball with this team called the Pasadena Redbirds. And uh, you know, we would play teams like all-star teams from like Korea or like other uh, international teams that would come into town and we'd also go up north and play, like, some other uh, semi-pro teams, as they call it. So, well, were you serious about being in in, in the <clears throat> major leagues Did you really want to do it? That's all I wanted to do, yeah. And I was, uh, you know, I had a, I was a big uh, guy. I could hit the ball unbelievably hard. Now I just hit fucking softballs, like, out of sight. And that's kind of my thing, you know. <laughs> I just hit an, some absolute uh, bombs in softball, and that's how I get my aggression out and, you know. So were you, like, sought after by some teams? Yeah, I was, uh, Whatever they call it, he was a free agent, or, you know? Yeah, there was some teams. The Pittsburgh Pirates made me fill out a scout card, which meant, like, they were interested in maybe drafting me, and so did the Cincinnati Reds. But, uh, uh, there was also some interest from the Dodgers, the hometown team, but they, uh, they invited me to a workout at the stadium, actually, but then there was a fucking Bruce Springsteen came into town and, and ended up getting that date, and they canceled that workout. I always think about that sometimes. But I kept the letter, so, you know. Bruce Springsteen well, could they have done pastor. it again? They could have done it again, but they didn't do it again because I guess they, you know, that stadium is just like, it's it's almost booked like a year in advance, you know? So right. They couldn't, like, they they couldn't. They canceled it for that year. It was, didn't happen until the next year. See, you know, I've been in show business my whole life. I don't
0: even know what it would be like to pursue any other career. So I don't even know what it would like to pursue sports i mean i've seen you on the internet beat the shit out of the baseball Hell yeah. and I, I i see what you do i've seen your videos and i'm like man i figured this guy would just be a pro
1: tomorrow <laughs> it's so hard man is it's like that
0: many people yeah well
1: 40 you gotta think like this like 35 percent of the league is dominican now there's only 700 major leaguers and 35 percent of those are dominicans because they're that good and then there's the japanese are getting really good so there's a bunch of them, and then there's Venezuelans and all kinds of guys. So like we're talking about maybe four or five hundred spots for Americans. Five, four hundred Americans get to make a living playing in the major leagues. Of course, there's the minor leagues and all that. But uh, you know, I I ended up going, getting into acting, and then all, everything that has happened in my life, the good and the bad, has led me to a decent place. But uh, baseball was always in my pocket, and it did help me a lot in life because within the first. Well, a work that I—the first week that I was working in the real world, I had got an agent for commercials, and I landed a, a Mercedes baseball commercial where I had to like slide into second base, and it was like a baseball stunt, and it and it, get, it put like you know uh, twenty five thousand dollars in my pocket, right at the beginning of my career, and it was like a nice start, and that was baseball. I feel like that was baseball's gift to me, is like because all I did from age five to twenty three was hit baseballs, you know? Right. I just, about 500 swings a day, I'd take. Well, if you look at uh, Leo's social media, you'll see
0: some really cool videos of him whacking the shit out of a baseball. Mm-hmm. And I think I saw you on the internet and I saw you with the baseball. I'm saying to myself, man, well, I gotta have this guy in my web series because what we talk about is whacking people <laughs> with a baseball bat and this guy could whack the shit out of a baseball. <laughs> I figured, you know, That's this really makes funny. a lot of sense. Oh yeah. So you transition from baseball and you pursue the acting. Yeah. And so tell us about this, uh, cross between the acting career becoming on The Bachelor, <clears throat> Right. which I've I've seen one episode I couldn't
1: keep on watching. It's, it's not my it's thing. It's not my thing either, to be honest. Uh, it's, it, it's got its, you know, uh, audience, a big audience. It's like a soap It's bar, got right? a huge audience. A Can huge you audience, yeah. It's like one of the biggest, uh, is it considered a reality yeah. show? It's a reality the show. The Bachelor exactly. and The Bachelorette. Exactly. So I was on The Bachelorette. I was at number five of 30 guys trying to get to the top. I, just, I'm, I missed out right before Hometowns. But my parents, they said they didn't even, because, you know, ABC calls your parents to let them know, like, hey, do you want to do, you know, if your son has to come over and film, is it okay if we film at your house and stuff like that? And I don't think, I don't think my pops wanted, you know, he's Italian. He was like, yeah, you know, I don't know. That There's would be a, hilarious. It would have been hilarious. You would have got your own spinoff. Exactly. The but, Bachelor Radio. Um, but uh, <laughs> So then I was eliminated fifth, because if you get into top four, then you go to hometown. So I did pretty well, but then, I was, I'm, then I'm considered one of the greatest villains, because in, bachelor in paradise, which was the spinoff. I, uh, I threw a drink on a guy and like, I got, I got drunk in Mexico and made made a scene, you know, like, uh, like I would look at Italian would, you know what I mean? And, uh, and I did some Italian stuff and then everybody hated me forever, <laughs> but that's what helped me become a comedian. Cause I was like, yeah, we're cat, you know, we we're, we're castaways of society. You know what I mean? So I got into comedy and then I, you know, I'm, I'm making a living doing the comedy, but- which is great. But on The Bachelorette, or The
0: Bachelor, mm-hmm. were you serious about trying to find love or was the whole thing like and a I big was... gimmick?
1: And are you even allowed to talk about what happened? Maybe, maybe not. But no, I'm just kidding. The, uh, the, uh, yeah, I mean, I was 32, I'll say it this way. I was 32 years old and I was single. Yeah, you know, why not? Maybe if she's a great girl, I will marry her. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Sure, sure, am I looking for love? Sure. Who's not looking for love, Mike? Are you looking for love? Yes,
0: every day I'm looking Same. for love. I got sandwiches in front of me. I can't wait to love them. Let's love them right now. But we're gonna wait because I gotta, I gotta, I gotta really know about this bachelor mm-hmm. thing. Sure. Because it looks like it's a put on. But then you wonder, maybe somebody really is looking to match up. Did anybody
1: ever take it to the next level? There's like, yeah, sure. Like in the history of the show, there's maybe two married couples, three. I mean, there's a bunch of people that get married, but that stay together. You know what I mean? It seems like a lot of them get together after the show. They bring. It's traumatic. It's a lot of work. They put you through the ringer. Like they basically put like these kind of lights in your bedroom, and you're sleeping with like you in a, in a, like I would say the bedroom was no bigger than this and that, and you're sleeping with like six dudes. So they, they make it hard for you to sleep, and they put on these lights. Go on at eight a.m. and they go off at four a.m. So they know their sleep deprivation is part of the uh, the process. Isn't so it? yeah, so they can control you, and you're doing a, those uh, confessional things, you know. Well, anyway, one of the story is they know what they're doing. They sleep deprive you, and then they uh, then they can kind of they know that you're going to make an emotional decision. But yeah, it's still there's a lot of real stuff in it, plenty of real stuff. Did you stay in touch with anybody? Did you with yeah, yeah, some of the girls anyway? Mm-hmm. I, I I made out with a couple of the girls, but I didn't uh, on the show. But I didn't. I came in like a like a like a real like heavy ladies man, and everybody just thought like, what a douchebag. You know? and oh I mean, really? Yeah yeah. I made out with a couple of girls on the first night, and they were like, who do you think you are? Like, you know, get out of here. They said like, am fucking Leo man. Yeah yeah. Fuck you. What you wouldn't you would do I the said, same thing. I drink my coffee black. Excuse me. Exactly. Hey, hey, did you see the hair? Did you see the hair? <laughs> Grip onto this shit, but you know the show is mostly like uh, like women, you know, that are married and stuff. They don't look, they they want to see like love, and then when a guy like that comes in, it it might trigger their old memories of a, of a bad boyfriend. And so I was hated, and so I was hated by the men, hated by the women, loved by the men that watch the show. But and those are the fans that I guess I still have in comedy. That's it. Where can anybody even see these episodes anymore? You can look is at, it, is it replayable? On, yeah, I think they're on Netflix. You can just look up Bachelorette season fourteen. I gotta go looking for this yeah. myself. Uh, There's some of the stuff on YouTube too. If you look up like Leo Tavio's worst moments or best moments, or whatever, or the, is date, that right? the one-on-one date, the one-on-one date was pretty cool on the Bachelorette. They like flew me a little plane from like uh, Virginia to New Hampshire. We went like oyster shucking, and then they filled up a whole like uh, like a whole theater with people, like three thousand people, and they. And they had me on stage with like a country music guy. Yeah, it was pretty cool. They they you know they roll out the red carpet. Is it actually considered an acting role? Nah, or I mean, it's, it's a just, game show. I mean, it's on my IMDb, but it's more, which means it. it I guess they would say that, but no. I mean, it can's it's reality TV. Is just like you going in there, you know? Yeah. Well, hey, uh, we have to check this out, folks. Go take a look.
0: Uh, look at Leo Why not? on The Bachelor. <laughs> Italian stallion, <laughs> yeah, and represent the Italians well on that show. Good, that much. I, I like that, <laughs> <laughs> baby. You want to get together? No, good. I needed yeah, that, I needed that exactly. <laughs> so then you rolled out into a stand up from that, or No, I,
1: I had been doing stand up before that. I kind of used a stand up always as an, as an exercise to make me relax in the audition room more because it's so hard. So I was like, if I could do this, and i I was, you know, I did a lot of uh theater. So it was kind of an easier transition. I, I got on stage, and it wasn't the worst thing ever. I could figure out how to try to be kind of funny, have a little comedic timing. I still don't write that. I kind of write on stage. And I'm figuring out where and how to write because uh, you know it's, it's an interesting, hard thing to do. But so I had been doing it for maybe like a year and a half before The Bachelor, and then when I, I came off The Bachelor, I've been doing it since. So it's been almost like four or five years I've been doing it. But that's like nothing in stand-up, you know. And I don't I don't get up that often because. I don't go to the, I don't hang out at the clubs enough and stuff like that. But yeah, I probably get up four yeah. times a month. You probably get it. Hanging four out times at the, of the clubs week. is a pain in the ass. It is. Sometimes. But that's the way you
0: cut your mustard. You got to do it. You, you got to go it. every yeah, night. Something. You got to be around it. it, hang around it. Yeah. Um, I'm like you. I write live. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, I was never the type of guy who took out a book and said, I could try this, I could try that. I go on stage, I bring out a topic. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And then I'll work I'll write down the subject matter yeah. and I'll stay on it. Mm-hmm. And then whatever. But I mean I'm doing stand-up 30 years now. Yeah, so killing it. a lot of times when I go on stage, I just will make fun of what I see in the last hour of my life and, and then, then talk about it when I get on stage. Right. But your situation of being on The Bachelor mm-hmm. and your situation of being from a baseball background mm-hmm. and you looking like this nice Italian fella from California, that actually to me is a premise that mm-hmm. you could build off of. All right, I like that. And it's, I mean, cause the truth is always funny. The truth is You talk true. about your sisters and they're not married and they right. have to hurry, mm-hmm. you're looking at comedy. Mm-hmm. You, you talk about how you go with a baseball bat mm-hmm. and you just said you're in the mob as far as I'm concerned. That's hilarious. <laughs> and that's gonna, and it's almost a great segue into what I'm gonna wanna do now because mm-hmm. for years, um, people always said the best food is from New York and New Jersey. And then when I started to find some of these great Italian delis here in Los Angeles, I kind of blew that for everybody and I found real authentic Italian food. So I went to an Italian restaurant this afternoon That because I couldn't go down to my favorite place, Volgia, Italian Market and Deli in Lakewood, California. Mm-hmm. So I went to this local place and I wanted to do this little thing between a meatball sub-sandwich And a sausage sub sandwich because Italian people tend to argue over what sandwich would be better. Yeah. So I got them both. They're in front of me. They might be a little warm. But we're going to try them and we're going to see which one he likes better a meatball or a sausage. And the same for me. So let's do it. There you go. I think this is this is meatball, this is and that sausage. Is, that's sausage. I'll try sausage. I think fruit. it's regular sausage, because there is sweet. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this guy didn't win on The Bachelor. <laughs> Look at him, the Italian guy. He's got a shirt that, that suggests, I don't know, lions. He's good with a baseball bat, and he's trying to marry off his sisters. I am. I am trying to marry off my sisters. Now I'm going to make him talk while he's eating.
1: Hmm. All right, so I like meatball. I'm good with this. I like uh, I like sausage, man. This is pretty good sausage. Is thing. it? Yeah, it's good sausage. Absolutely.
0: Some sausage sandwiches will have peppers and onions. Mm. This one actually has peppers and onions, and what mm. California people would say, sauce. I would say gravy. Now we're yeah.
1: gonna start another argument. He laughed. Sauce. He I, I've never even heard someone call you call a red sauce. <clears throat> There comes another
0: episode. Yeah. Didn't you ever hear that argument? I've heard that argument. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What do you say? Sauce? Awesome. Of course you do. Because you're uh, from uh, the Mediterranean. <laughs> it's true. All right, so but, how but, is that sausage? I like it.
1: I like it a lot. So they got peppers and onions and sauce. The peppers are pretty crunchy, too, which I like. I kind of like a little crunch. Not when it's completely soft, you know? He just turned into a... A chef. Did you hear
0: him? There's <laughs> a little crunch. There's <laughs> little crunch. You might even notice he put his hair in a bun before he bit that sandwich. I, that is I hilarious.
1: I wouldn't be able to really do some work on this. Because he would hate to have the hair
0: just dangle in that sausage. I wouldn't be able to do some work on this. On Did this you thing. hear what I just said? That's actually hilarious. That's funny. The hair dangling in this in the sausage. <laughs> this is a clean show, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. All right, so that's meatball. He had no problem getting rid of that sausage. Mm -hmm. Damn. I'm having water.
1: Coffee. Black. Black coffee, baby. All
0: right, so if your palate is clean, Mm -hmm. try the meatball. All right, you're gonna try the sausage? And I'm going sausage. Let me put my hair in a bun. <laughs> oh, she's a little tight. You ever have, what, what was your hair like when you were like 19, 18? Like yours? Oh. I didn't have curls. Mm-hmm. Um, long hair? Extremely thick blonde hair. And when I was 19, 20, it was uh, in a ponytail. Nice. That was the look. And then uh, something happened. I don't know what happened. You didn't even say anything, man. This guy is hurling these sandwiches. I'm I'm hungry. No, oh, really. Always, always hungry.
1: But um, all right. So why I'm why going with get, the sausage. That's about, the meatball. Why don't you get uh, some hair in Fuck it. Change the look. It's like ten grand. I heard it's not bad. Like, God, uh, what's his name? You know, Steve Carell did. He did. He was going completely bald in the first season of the bat of uh, first season of The Office. Steve Carell is going completely bald. And he, he's also part Italian. I'm pretty sure. You can tell by his nose, huh? Yeah. But then, he got implants, and that they say he says he changed his career in a way. Although I feel like your head's pretty fucking solid, man. It looks like a good like. uh, You got a good. uh, Good Cranium. Yeah, you got a good cranium. So either way, you're good. I've looked into it a couple times, Mm -hmm.
0: and recently, an Italian cousin in Toronto, Canada. Came to visit me, and he looked completely different. And I'm like, hey, dude, the fuck did you do? <laughs> you probably made him feel bad. You see no. him, and you go, what the fuck no. did you do? He told me exactly. He leaned in, and he goes, I forgot the name of where he went. He went to Turkey. He went to Turkey. And for $3,000. That's fucking right. I've heard about the Turkey thing. And it's incredible. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And he showed me before and after pictures and during pictures of this hair transplant that was three grand, and they paid for his hotel. No All way. he had to do was get himself there. Hmm. He has a full head of hair, no scars, nothing. Do it
1: well, and do a couple sets at at the local comedy club in in Turkey. That's that good evening, Turkey
0: <laughs> and you know what? I, I will say this. The sausage is better than the meatball sandwich. I also do.
1: Yeah. So, sausage is better. I'm going to finish the sausage. But are, like they're good, though. Wow. These are good. Where is your go-to Italian restaurant in California? Good question. Your mom's? Mm, nothing's going to be mom's and grandma. She, she makes some cannelloni's. Real the, the grandmother of the Mm-hmm. You need to invite me over. Exactly. You, you can come over anytime, but... Uh, go-to Italian? It's a good question. Because there's a couple spots. I like Um uh, in uh, Studio City. Alventura? Yeah. That's a good Italian joint. Well, I was like the higher-end, like, Italian places like John and Vinny's in... Uh, in Hollywood is fucking pretty. That's it's hard to beat that place. I've never even heard of it. It's expensive. Well, hey, yeah, you, you should try Johnny Vinny's. Really good Italian food.
0: Sometimes, if I think if you go to high end Italian, you don't get good food. I see what you're
1: saying. I mean, the pizzas are like really thin, and well, no, if it, it, they got a good like vodka sauce in in the um, and they got like a really good like like raviolis. They make everything <clears throat> fresh and. Ravioli's is my
0: favorite food of all time. You I can't beat a nice ravioli, nice like on a, a Sunday afternoon. I like ravioli with meat sauce. That I don't like. Which one?
1: Spinach ravioli?
0: No. I like uh cheese ravioli and that's it don't mess with my well, ravioli. Well, the spinach it's has cheese, cheese in it. That the I never really liked it? Uh, spinach. I like old school. <clears throat> this sausage is fantastic. It's better than the meatball.
1: No.
0: I don't even want the meatball now. So um, what's in the future for you now? So um, I don't remember how we met. I just remember saying to myself, man, that guy would be really great if he would like to participate in the web series that we were doing before the pandemic, mm-hmm. which was called Marino 2016, Make America Italian Again. And we were just having some fun. And I say we because the comedians that were in it, we're on tour. We were all together performing at night anyway. So during the day we thought, hey, let's make a little uh, videos. Let's make some jokes. Yeah. And we called upon our friends to say, hey, can you help out? Uh, then the locations, then of course, Tatiana was producing the series and her husband Cody was directing the series. So we went from having some fun to going, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is actually really good. We made a couple of episodes that were dynamite mm-hmm. And then we entered into a, uh, it was the Garden State Film Festival in New Jersey, and we won best script. And uh, I remember saying, um, I hate to tell you all this, but the the script was an improv. It was done from an idea that the pizza guy was coming over to the house, and we were just upset that he knew where the secret location was. (laughs) And we interrogated him and said, you know, how would you know where we were? And the the character played by Jay Davis, I know you I hope you know Jed Davis, a mm-hmm. comedian. His response was priceless when he said, "The phone guy,"
1: <laughs>
0: and he blamed the phone guy. And he goes, "Well, I got to bring it," and we had all we could do to not bust out laughing. Yeah. And when everybody was on the same page, and then Cody. Uh, cut it together, it came out priceless. You know, I I always say this, you know, we're funny in the room but the people behind the scenes directing and cutting That's make it even huge. funnier. Exactly. The Editing is big. Editing is huge. So yeah, I understand that. Well, we're hoping we're going to get up and running again and start shooting again and I think it'd be really funny if you play the character that we had in mind. It was that yeah, character yeah. of uh, the good looking guy because you yeah. happen to be a A good-looking guy, and then you know, we'll challenge that and say, "But I think I'm better looking." I hope you had fun when you came down to the haha, and we did some stands. It was a great show, man. We're going to start running more shows like that, and you're more than welcome to be part of any of that. I would love to. You should go out as much as you can and be Mm -hmm. around it. You know, it sucks from time to time because, like in the baseball field, Mm -hmm. there's thousands of comedians. You have to have some kind of a rhythm, some kind of a gimmick, some kind of yep. a reason why yep. people would want to see you more so than the other guy. Yep. And that actually can be videos yeah. on the
1: internet. Yes. Which is what I do uh, with... Uh, so I partnered up with this YouTuber. We uh, I met him right after The Bachelorette, and I wasn't doing anything because... You know, and nobody wanted to hire me after the Bachelorette. But then, uh, so I went to sort of do these like. Is that pranks. right? Did that really happen? Yeah, because you can't really, you know, they they think it's like the the real you. So they were like, "Oh, he's very toxic," you know, the toxic masculinity stuff. So I wasn't uh I wasn't getting into acting gigs as that's for sure. But I didn't really care because I thought of it as a long term thing. So I was like, "This is going to help me in comedy," and so I, that's what I did. I started a podcast with a guy right after that. And, uh, we get, we're getting some good, uh, listens. I make a living with it, you know, uh, which is cool. But this guy, uh, Danny Mullen, so it's called the Leo and Danny show. If you guys want to check out that pod, but yeah, we're getting some good, a good amount of listeners. And uh, I, we got some Danny Mullen show. Well, no, it's uh, the Leo and Danny show. Okay. And it's, uh, Danny Mullen's my partner though. And he does, uh, we do some prank videos online where we do like, you know, we'll, uh, we'll do a lot of improv. Like I, uh, act like this Dominican guy, do an Italian character and stuff, and we'll go and we'll, we'll prank people in the in the real world, obviously, like uh, they're uh, public pranks, and they got some decent views. So, you know, we uh, we capitalize on that and start a podcast. So as far as the future for me, I'd like to be able to uh, continue using stand-up as a kind of a training uh, mechanism to get funnier not only on the podcast, but in order to get funnier on stage so that I can... Maybe because, you know, I I can draw maybe like 10, 15 people on a night on a good night nowadays when I build it up and I can draw more people like you, I can, uh, you know, kind of close. I can uh, headline the show or headline it with my partners and we could uh, capitalize on the audience, sell some tickets, sell some merchandise, do the whole nine like you do you have to you got yeah. you got to get in the groove like that mm-hmm. and uh
0: now that this uh hopefully this pandemic is going to go by the wayside a little bit more a little bit more and things will start opening up again mm-hmm. then I want to start bringing my guys back out on tour and you would have a lot of fun okay. it's you know what we do is we try to bond up <coughs> have about 4 to 6 guys in the show mm-hmm. all with the same Italian point of view sure. with that wise guy mentality, but everybody does something different. Yeah. Like when you, we're both friends with Mike Lenoche and when mm-hmm. Mike is on the show, he's silly. And Marco Asante, who's on the show, he's kind of more like says crazy, silly things. Mm-hmm. You know, have a guy like you on the show. Who's going to come up there with a baseball bat. I do whatever <laughs> yeah. it is that I do. And it makes everybody have a good, time mm-hmm. and you capitalize on more ticket sales of course and then of course we do have swag there's no reason why you can't join in on something like that my shirts say make america italian again you know and when no. i sell them people will come up to me and say you know i was wearing your shirt the other day and somebody stopped me and said, can i take a picture of the shirt well yeah so that's what you you want to keep on doing I have a funny feeling if you were to replica this shirt, you
1: probably could sell a ton of them. Honestly, well, this is a cool shirt. The Leo shirt. Yeah. Right? It's just the Leo shirt. That's actually not a shirt. bad idea. It comes mm-hmm. in three sizes. I like it. I like it. The uh no, I wear I have my uh Make America Italian again shirt I wear oh, it yes. all the time. We gotta I get you another one with the new year. <laughs> I got a real popular video on my uh when I did the impression of you basically. I just that joke with the uh, You did? Yeah, why like maybe a couple of years ago. Remember really? with the shirt. I said, make America Italian again, and I pointed to it. Oh, man, I gotta check that out. Yeah, it's got a lot of views on my page, yeah.
0: All right, well, we're gonna have to keep on doing some more stuff. We're gonna start making some videos and uh, have a lot of fun. Now, do you have an agent to get you auditions and stuff like that? I got that? an agent, yeah. I'm with Aqua
1: Talent. All right. They're solid, they give me some good opportunities. That was in a, the best thing recently was uh, Pam and Tommy. I had like one line, they cut it, but it was still a funny line. Yeah, uh, it was still a funny scene and I had a good airtime, so that was cool. A lot of people recognized me from Did that. Did you actually get to meet them? Seth Rogen's awesome, yeah. Not not Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, no, because they weren't on set. It was just the actors. But no, it was Seth Rogen was it it was his he produced it. And I got to hang out with him all day, which is pretty cool. Oh no you kidding. Know. That's great. Well, tell everybody where we can find you. Are you getting up this week, next week? I'm going? getting up today, but it's uh, if you guys are around. Tonight, tonight yeah, at uh, the Dime in L.A. If you're in L.A., come out to the Dime. But uh, otherwise, I have a show on May 15th at the Haha that I'll be running, I think, 9 p.m. And come out to that. You, if you follow me on Instagram, at L-E-O-F-D-O-T. Leo F. Dot. Leandro Fabian Dottavio. So Leo L E O F D O T. If you follow me on Instagram, I'll uh, post all the stuff on my story and on my page, and you could you could come and see me uh, live. But also check out my uh, podcast, the Leo and Danny Show. Hell yeah! Mike, we we'll have to have. We're, we're, we're going to
0: take it in some. I'm sorry, I, I drew a blank because some some questions are starting to come. I'm going to take some questions for you right now, and this is going to be really cool and fun. All right. um, yeah, this is the time of the show where we're going to take in some questions for Leo. Uh one's coming in from Buenos Aires. It mm-hmm. says, Hey Leo, besides Mike Marino, who is your second favorite actor you met in California?
1: That's a good question. That I met mm. Seth Rogan. I met Bruce Willis one time and he was great, man. He was like such a good guy. He had I was doing a stunt show at Universal Studios. Uh, called Waterworld and Oh shit, you were in Waterworld? I was in Waterworld, that You But I yeah. loved Waterworld. It's a good show, man. I did it for like five years. There was a girl
0: who lived in this building was in Waterworld. Really? Oh, what the hell was I her name? She it. got tattoos all over her
1: body. Yeah. She was gorgeous. Um, she I am
0: doing a sword. She had a sword. That was probably Water years World. ago, right?
1: How many years when when was the tat the tats? Oh, I know what she, you're talking about. Audrey.
0: What's her name? No, her name wasn't Audrey. What it was it with Audrey? a C—Carolyn, Karen, Karen,
1: Karen. Oh, Karen from yes. back in. Yes. Oh, she's uh, I, she was before my time. You know Karen? Yes, I did. A, yes. I worked on set with her once. She's, she's a very, an very MMA athletic girl. Yeah, she's athletic as shit. Holy she's cool. Holy shit! Anyway, so I did Waterworld, and I got—that's uh, how I started, kicked off a lot of my career, to be honest, because I started getting like these stunt acting gigs and shit, and that was uh, that was good stuff, but. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, so the second, I would say Bruce Willis, man, and it's sad what's happening to him right now, but, uh, you know, he was really nice in, in real life. You know, he shook my hand and talked to me about the show for a little bit. He was a cool guy, man. It's a sad that he has like aphasia and he's like, kind of has like early onset Alzheimer's. Yeah, I heard about that. Bruce Willis. I remember going up to Universal, though, and seeing
0: all those shows. Mm-hmm. It was, like, the greatest. That must have been so much fun. Was so much fun. Aren't you ever like, afraid, afraid you were going to get killed?
1: I mean, yeah, man. A lot of people had some really bad injuries, but you signed your life away, but... It was decent pay, and it was also like a lot of fun. So I didn't. So in the in the world water world show, who were you? I was the guys. big lug that drove that boat and had like the hammer fight.
0: That the hammer fight. The Remember that yeah, yeah. shit, I, would, man. Uh, I I had the big hammer fight. Everybody waiting. jumping in the water, mm-hmm. the jet skis running over each mm-hmm.
1: other. Oh man! So did you? Do the jet ski thing? Did you I, jump I, off I, the tower? I, I uh I would. My biggest stunt was just driving the boat in that big hammer fight, and I would just fall into the water. So it was one, It was a good gig, but you had to be like over six three and a big dude. So that was what. That's how I got it. It was just the size was uh, how I got it. But it was uh it was a great gig at the time. Wow. Excuse me. Bless you.
0: Just, um, from Brooklyn to Boca. Hi. How you doing? It's nice to see you. That's our friend. Sharon Pfeiffer, who's doing a really cool play called Brooklyn to Boca mm-hmm. in Florida. I want to do a nice big yeah. shout-out, too, to some of our friends who gave us some gifts. Before I forget, I know this is from Anna Dre. She made this hat for me. That's cool. And she has a company called Upcycle Creations. You can follow her here also on Instagram. And I just got this one who was brought over to me tonight from my producer, Tatiana, and she went and got a beautiful facial before she came over here. She got it at a place. Uh, What is the name of um, the facial joint?
1: Uh, Her name is Renee Lynn.
0: Renee Lynn, thank you so much for giving us this hat. I really, really appreciate this. I'm gonna have Uncle Tommy wear this hat and do something really funny. Maybe he'll talk about how he never got a facial in his entire life, because that's not what men do. And here comes another question for you. This is from Magdalena in Canada. What show did you enjoy starring the most
1: in? Hmm. <clears throat> Probably a not a show, but a commercial I did. Uh, it was a baseball commercial where, like, uh, uh, it was an actor. For, I'm forgetting his name right now. Um, it was a it was a Bud Light commercial, and they rented all at Dodger Stadium. And I was the catcher. And, It was an actor. He was throwing a Bud Light at me and I was catching it in Dodger Stadium in a Dodger uniform. So that was pretty cool as a baseball player. Yes. To experience that. That was probably the most fun. Otherwise, probably Black Jesus. I played uh, uh, like a Fabio type character with an accent. And I would, uh, one of my main lines was Bruno Fox anything. And that was uh, really hilarious to work with. It was all like uh, an all black cast and then me. And it was like, they were just cracking jokes the whole time. So that was probably, that was a great set Mm -hmm. to work on. Black Jesus, season three, I'm in episode 10. Well, speaking of Fabio, Mm -hmm. that you brought that up, do you know him? I met him once at a uh, a sushi restaurant in Studio City. And uh, yeah, we have the same hair and uh, the same, I feel like the look in general, he kind of looks a little like me. Or I look like him, and uh, he made a career out of it. Though I know that he has a big house in Woodland Hills because my buddies say that they live in the same neighborhood. And uh, Fabio was just—you know he made a career of being that guy, the commercials, you know, and the uh, the book covers. The book covers. Yeah, I've never done a romance novel though. He worked harder than me. He was really just—he was really just buff. You know, I'm just like a big. And he's from another country, right? Yeah, he's from. Uh, was he from Italy? He's not. He's not from Italy. He's from... Actually, you know what? He might have been, really. He has a really thick accent. though. I feel like it's kind of a Scandinavian country. not sure.
0: Uh, If you don't know who we're talking about, this guy was pretty popular, I would say, in the 90s. I cannot believe it's not butter. Yes. I cannot believe it's not butter. And he was also uh, doing um, the cover of those romance novels. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really do anything. He just took, took his picture. Right. And you do resemble him. Yeah. I used to do a lot of sketches on The Tonight Show. And there's a sketch on The Tonight Show... And in rehearsals, I got to meet Fabio. Mm -hmm. And the joke was, um, I say to Jay Leno, I want to see a blonde, big-chested model. And he goes, okay. And then Fabio comes out and sits on my lap. And that was the joke. Funny enough, he blew the joke while we were live. And Jay says, what did you want? What would make you happy? And I said, I want a big blonde, big-chested model to sit on my lap. And then Jay said, what is it? And I'm like, big-chested, big, big chested blonde model. And mm-hmm. then Fabio comes out, and he sits on my lap, gets a big round of applause. It was a big, a big they go to commercial, laugh yeah. right? It worked, and it was funny. I just remember him having really bad breath, and I'm like, get off, get, no off. Way. get off my lap. <laughs> well, yeah, he's just a big man.
1: That's he nice. was
0: huge. I looked like a little toy. That's funny. But, uh, it was nice to actually meet all these people. Nowadays I don't even know sketches. if you could do
1: that joke nowadays. You know what I mean? They'd be like, Well what if he I identifies- think he said big chested blonde model. I want a big Right now well now they would have been like, Well, how do you know that Fabio doesn't identify as yeah. a big chested blonde do woman? Normal. Yeah, you can't do that joke. It's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It is. Comedy is having a hard time it's like right now. But we're
0: gonna bring it back. We're bringing we're it all back to be doing a lot of great stuff. Listen, we gotta get going. I had a lot of fun hanging around with uh Leo here tonight. Say your whole
1: name, the whole thing. You said two middle names. Leandro uh, Fabian Detavio Martinez. That was by, that's my full full name, but it's just Leandro D'Avio. Or you can find me on social media with uh, usually or on you know Google stuff with Leo D'Avio. It's kind of my stage name, but I go by Leandro D'Atavio on on set still. Yeah. And this Ha Ha Show mm-hmm. the May fifteenth, which is next. Yeah, this Sunday. Tuesday.
0: No, this Sunday. I think it's this Sunday, man. Huh? And you say you're running the show? It's your show? Yeah, it's my show, so... Who do you got in the show?
1: show. Uh, we got... Uh, I don't know if the here. We, I, the lineup isn't set yet, actually. But cool. uh, we're setting it today or close to today. Hey, but real quick. Can... just
0: One of our friends just wrote in just right now, and I know you got to say hello to her. This is yeah. Jacqueline Marfuji Jacqueline, Hello. Do you know Jacqueline? I I know Jacqueline. I'm on a show.
1: I'm on the Dime Show with her tonight, actually. Holy shit. All right. So where's the Dime Show? The Dime Show is... She's saying hello. Hey, ciao. It's in Los Angeles. It's on Fairfax. It's at the Dime. If you look up the Dime on Fairfax in L.A., you'll find it.
0: All right. Fantastic. All right. Folks, we had a lot of fun live from my mother's basement tonight. Make sure you stay in touch with us wherever you go, oh, whatever yeah. you do. We're on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Anchor, Italian American Radio Let's in go. New York City. You can watch it on YouTube. I'm on Instagram, websites, Twitter, LinkedIn, Patreon. I never really get anything out
1: of Patreon. You on Patreon? I uh, I have uh, like 40 people that uh, that I follow that pay like a, a little bit of a subscription, but it's not it's not great. So
0: well, you can watch this whenever you want. Just go to my YouTube channel at Mike oh, yeah. Marino, live on all social media. I want to thank my producer, Tatiana Shell, for always helping us make this podcast go great and helping us with everything that we do. we got to get going. Remember, let's make America Italian again. The yep. motto is you don't know nothing, you don't see nothing, you don't say nothing. That's right. And how do I end every single one of my broadcasts by always saying the same thing? Ready? Don't take no shit from nobody. Good night. Thanks for listening to Live from My Mother's Basement with me, Mike Marino. Make sure you log on to all my social media at Mike Marino Live on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.